These are true stories from the files of the TV show Unsolved Mysteries. What you're about to hear is not a news broadcast, nor is it affiliated or officially associated with the TV show Unsolved Mysteries. Join me. Perhaps you can help solve a mystery. Mark Adams was a gunman who had committed a string of armed robberies. His stealing came to an end on the night of August 17, 1979, when he and two other gunmen had finished a holdup and were discussing dividing their loot in a forest. The forest was near a baseball diamond where three high school students had been drinking. Afraid of being overheard, the gunmen confronted the students and ordered them to leave, as well as hand over any money or valuables they had in their pockets. When one of the boys refused, Adam shot him execution style, and the 16-year-old victim died instantly. Eventually, all three gunmen were captured, and Adams was found guilty of grand theft and first-degree murder. He was sent to the maximum security San Quentin Prison, which had gained the reputation as the most notorious prison in California after Alcatraz had been decommissioned. San Quentin Prison is different from other prisons because of its design. There are armed officers inside the institution. They're in gun walks and manned areas where there's weapons inside the institution. Mark Adams was here because of the physical plant and security that San Quentin can provide. Prison guards recall Adams as never being in violation of the rules. He took advantage of volunteer shops, academic classes, chapel services, or anything available that got him out of his cell. Mark Adams was essentially a model prisoner. He worked uh, very well with people. He obeyed the rules. And he would seize any opportunity he could to stay out of his cell. When we had special projects where he had to work some overtime, he was only too happy to assist. I'm sure that Mark Adams took advantage of his position. He probably checked schedules. He probably checked timing. He wanted to leave no margin for error. One afternoon in 1986, he told a guard he had access to an area of the prison he normally was not allowed showing authorization papers to meet with a dental officer. The guard, who normally did not allow inmates to proceed to the area, did not suspect anything out of the ordinary. A couple of hours later, Adams was not in his cell during their routine eight-hour check. The San Quentin prison was placed on lockdown, but there was no sign of Adams. The 415 count, when there's no hitches, will take approximately 45 minutes to clear. If something is wrong with a count, if there's one person that cannot be accounted for, most often there's a simple explanation for that miscount. You can't find any error then. You go cell by cell, bed by bed, with an officer and a picture of those people assigned to those cell blocks. Authorities were perplexed at how Adams managed to flee San Quentin, a prison many called escape proof theories where Adams either had managed to scale one of the 25-foot walls despite being earmarked as kill zones in which guards are authorized to open fire on inmates. Another theory is about 20 to 30 service vehicles enter and exit San Quentin each day such as garbage trucks and food service vans. 
Although these vehicles are subject to rigorous inspection, Adams could have hidden one part of a vehicle that was undetected. And a third theory is that Adams acquired and donned civilian clothes, mingled with people at the visitor's area, and made his way into freedom when the visitors were ushered out by guards. This theory is the most believable, as it would have been the easiest for Adams to accomplish. When an inmate has to make that move from a blind spot over the wall, he has to go from an area of concealment to one of visibility. It can happen in a matter of seconds, but in those few moments that it took to hit the wall and scale it, the officer's looking in another direction, an escape is perpetrated. We considered also in our investigation of the possible ways of escape is could he have gained access to a vehicle? It's possible that Mark Adams could have studied vehicles which do pass in front of his area of assignment. If there were a mistake in the security system, Adams would have been the type to look for it. He would have been the type to find it. And he would have made plans to exploit it. And as a result, that's precisely what he did. It's been two years since Mark Adams has escaped from San Quentin Prison. And in those two years, we have not found any concluding or convincing evidence to tell us how Mark Adams escaped. Update. In 1993, Adams was captured in Puerto Rico thanks to tips from America's Most Wanted. At the time, he was living under the name Michael Jacobson with his wife, former prison supervisor, Elsie Diaz. After his arrest, he was returned to San Quentin but was later shot and killed by guards during a fight in the prison exercise yard on March 7, 1994. His family later sued San Quentin Prison and its director, claiming the guards used excessive force. In December 1998, his family was awarded over $2 million. This case originally aired on Unsolved Mysteries on November 16, 1988, and as of this recording is considered closed. Some of these stories remain unsolved. Perhaps someone out there listening holds the vital answer to solving the mystery. Perhaps it's you.